Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening. It is a wonderful joy to be with you this evening as well as over this past week attending uh, the Worldwide Convention. Uh, Some of you might be wondering what happened to the Barnsley Yorkshire accent uh, where Hudson Taylor was born and raised. Uh, It somehow got lost down through the generations. Um, uh, But it is a special joy to be here, a place where my great-great-grandfather visited on a number of occasions and a place where many missionaries were sent out, especially to serve with uh, China Inland Mission. I believe as we look at missions in the 21st century, we live in indeed very exciting times. And times where I believe that you and I actually have uh, the opportunity to see the fulfillment of the great commission of Jesus Christ. I think first of all of the convenience of transportation and how that has facilitated missions in the 21st century. When my great-great-grandfather Hudson Taylor first went to China in 1853, it took him a total of 163 days in order to go from Liverpool, England to Shanghai. 163 days. But if you and I were to travel today by plane, we would be able to make uh, that same distance in about 12 hours, perhaps 13 hours. In other words, what took those early missionaries nearly half a year to do, you and I can do in half a day. And so transportation has greatly facilitated us in the fulfillment of the great commission of Jesus Christ. But I think not only of transportation, secondly, I think of immigration. And how immigration has also moved us forward in terms of the completion of the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. We live in an age where there is tremendous migration. And as we look at the world today, we see that actually in many ways, the mission field is no longer out there somewhere. But because of migration, perhaps, perhaps of immigration... God has actually brought the mission field to our very, very doorstep. And so as we think of migration, I'm reminded of a phrase that came to me not long ago. As we look at the Great Commission, as we look at evangelism, actually the proximity of the mission field tests our sincerity for the mission field. And the mission field, brothers and sisters, my friends, is not out there anymore. Rather, the mission field is on our very doorstep because of migration. But I also think of mobilization. In years gone by, as we thought about missions, we tended to think that traditional missionaries were needed. And certainly in the world that we live in today, they are still needed. But increasingly, we see that we need to mobilize even more and more Christians to use their professions to serve. Actually, if we were to just look at Asia alone, Actually, 80% of Asia's population lives where traditional missionaries cannot go. And yet, if we were to look at those places, we would find that, yes, while traditional missionaries could not go, Christians can go to those places and could live 
to work and be a witness for Jesus Christ. And I believe that as we look at missions in the 21st century, we need to see it with a new set of eyes, a new paradigm on how God wants to use different professions toward the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I believe that we live in exciting days in missions in the 21st century, whether it is transportation, whether it is migration, or whether it is mobilization. It has been a joy for my family to serve with OMF for 25 years in Asia. We live in Hong Kong with a focus upon greater China. And as we serve in that great country and among that great people, three things immediately come to mind that I would like to briefly share with you this evening. Obviously, as we look at that great country, we're reminded of still the tremendous need to see the gospel spread throughout that great land. 1.3 billion people in China today, many of whom are still outside the reach of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perhaps it's difficult for you and I to fathom what 1.3 billion represents. Allow me to put it in another way that might help us understand it a bit more. Just imagine with me if five Chinese, five out of that 1.2 billion Chinese were to walk across this stage every second. A day would represent 450,000 walking across this stage. A year would represent 150 million walking across this stage. And in fact, it would take, at five per second, it would take over eight years for that 1.2 billion Chinese to walk across the stage. And I believe that we need to face the challenge of the lost in Asia and specifically in China today. 1.2 billion still need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let us not forget that actually migration has brought also many Chinese to our shores, to our cities, and to our neighborhoods. And so we don't have to get on a plane to reach the Chinese or to reach Asians for Christ. God has brought them to our very neighborhoods. But I think not only of evangelism, but I think of empowering the church in China. No doubt many of you will know that, yes, while there's tremendous needs, evangelical, evangelistic needs in China, yet we're very thankful also that God is growing his church in China. When missionaries left in 1950-51, there was only about one million Christians in China. Today, as we look at China, though, we do not know how many Christians specifically there are. Experts tell us that there are probably close to 80, if not 90 million Christians in China. And it's been a joy for OMF, the organization that I serve with, to also journey with the church in China, to seek to help the church in China to be more effective, salt and light within that society to have an influence to see more and more Chinese brought to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to journey together with the church in China to empower the church to be even more effective to what God has called them to do. But I think not only of evangelism, not only of empowering, but I think also of engaging. And one of the exciting things, not only for China, for Asia, but actually literally around the world, 
is to see a growing missionary movement in what we call the majority world. That is the Latino world. That is the African world. That is the Asian world. And places that used to be mission fields today are mission forces. And it's been a privilege and a joy for my family to also journey with the church in China, seeking to help it as it seeks to be even more involved and engaged in cross-cultural missions. And as we look at God's kingdom, not only in China, but right across Asia, we're reminded of the fact that actually over half of the world's population, nearly four million of the world's population lives in Asia. And I believe that it represents a tremendous mission field that is still waiting for you and I and waiting for the global church to take the gospel to. To not only see people brought to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but to grow in that knowledge, to be disciples, to be Christ followers of Jesus Christ, and to see his church built in those places. This last June, my family had the joy and the privilege of traveling, actually, to the UK. And on June 25th, we stood on the beach in Brighton to remember an event that took place exactly 150 years ago. My grandfather, at that point, had returned from, the United, from China with his family. And as he contemplated the tremendous spiritual need of China, his heart was heavy. And he made his way down to Brighton. And it was on June 25th, 1865, that he stood on Brighton Beach. And he describes in his diary that it was there on Brighton Beach that God conquered his unbelief. The CIM was formed. And God raised up countless of missionaries to travel to China to see the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed in that great country. As I stood on that beach that day, I thought of three words that I leave with you in closing. Three things that I believe were instrumental, not only in Hudson Taylor's life and in many missionaries, but I believe is also instrumental in your life and in my life today as we look at the challenge of the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded, first of all, of appreciation, thanksgiving, gratification, Thankful that we are saved and as we have freely received, so we are called upon to freely give. And it was that sense of appreciation and gratification that Hudson Taylor rededicated his life to the work of missions in China. I think secondly of obligation. He once said, Hudson Taylor once said, that the great commission of Jesus Christ is not an option to be considered but rather a command to be followed. And I believe that that obligation is just as true for you and I today in the 21st century as it was 150 years ago. The task of the Great Commission is not an option, but rather it is a command. But lastly, not only appreciation, not only obligation, but I think of consecration. And in many ways, as we leave this place at the end of this service, the prayer of my heart would be that there would be that sense of consecration. Here am I, Lord. Send me. 
May Jesus Christ be Lord of all of our lives and every part of our life. For if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. And may we dedicate our lives to see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.